It's here in the city. It's here in the city. This is here in the city. This is here in the city. I'm Sarah Harris. I'm Sarah Harris. New message. Truth should be truth. But then it depends on, in the telling, whose truth is it. We're here most Tuesdays, bringing you radio realities from the urban landscape and mapping the city with voices of creative social change in and around Los Angeles. On Pacifica Radio, powered by the people, thanks to the generous support of you, our listeners, the capable crew at KPFK, the innovators of web-based radio at SoundCloud, news you might have missed at newsdesk.org, and the community-funded reporting project, Spot Us. You can find us on the web at here in the city. That's H-E-A-R in the city.org. There's a winding road that leads up into the foothills of the San Gabriel Mountains, north of Los Angeles, off the 210 freeway. On a day like today, in September, the sweet, acrid burn of the Azusa forest fire would reach your nostrils from here. But on the day I went up that road, it was a sunny, windy, early summer afternoon. I passed the golf courses and the McMansions of Stevens Ranch onto the road that forks to the right and ends at a wooden sign announcing Cab Afflerbaugh Camp Page. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm here to see Rob Telusma with the football. Oh, but what's okay? I need to sign in. In front of me rises a 10-foot high chain-link fence, bolted with a patchwork of warning signs surrounding the small canyon of barracks that make up this camp. It's one of the 19 juvenile probation camps the county of Los Angeles operates in the mountain and canyon outskirts of the city. And while I'm doing this for the first time, the reason I came here was to meet with one amazingly dedicated man who left this voicemail message for me on my phone. Uh, hey Sarah, this is Rob. Uh, this is Rob Papuzma. I am Executive Director of Affirmative Athletics. Rob Thelusma has been passing through this gate most Saturdays for the past five years. Rob offers a program that fills the need for integrity, teamwork, and discipline that so many of us who have done high school sports know we need and that so many of the kids who are here at this camp may not have known they need, but are now finding out. So, okay, so when I walk into Camp Afflerbaugh, all I'm always trying to do is bring some positivity to these kids' lives, since they don't have much of that, and I'm just trying to bring a little bit of structure and a little bit of learning how to get along with each other every time I walk in and do games with them. I realized I wanted to do this when... Um, I basically was running uh, poetry circles in one of the camps and I was just so appalled to figure out uh, that these kids didn't have anything else to teach them structure, discipline, uh, dignity, integrity, respect, or honor. And uh, one day I decided, okay, I'm going to do a flag football program. And then literally five seasons later, it evolved into this and still growing. That's the point of it. Last month, Camp Kilpatrick, up in the Malibu Mountains, shut down its football program on the other side of the county. 
and ended the only officially sanctioned sports program available to boys in juvenile detention in Los Angeles. So when Rob comes here on Saturdays with a group of volunteer mentors. Hello. Um, this is, let me introduce you to some people. This is my board member, this is Chris Roberts. How are you doing? Hello, he runs Chris. Freedom Assembly, this is Sarah Harris. How are you doing, Sarah? Nice to meet you. It is to facilitate what, in the face of shrinking budgets, is probably the only remaining intramural sports program left in the juvenile detention camps. A uh, challenging part of running this program is really about trying to raise funds because um, it takes so much to run this program and um, the more tokens that these kids can take with them to remind themselves of who they are and their best selves, more importantly, is always important. Yeah, I'm going to record while you guys play your game. and uh, During the introductions, yeah, about yeah, yeah, 30 yeah. young you men in yellow and red jerseys huddle and break into formation, going over plays in a grass field with a clear view of Santa Fe Dam, while five parole officers in khakis and baseball caps look on. Hi. There you go. Good play. Good, good run. Every Saturday, these kids get together for football practice. This weekend, it's the championship playoffs with the Broncos versus the Chiefs. And right now they're warming up and practicing their yeah, plays? Yeah, I mean, there's only two games. I mean, there's three games today. So these, these two teams are just practicing their plays. They're trying to get in sync, you know, getting some practice time in before the games actually start. How often do they get to practice during the week? Uh, not as often as they'd like. I'd say maybe like once a week. Um, yeah. So it's all up here. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. But like I said, you know, the goal really is to get it bigger and better. So hopefully, you know, we can come up more throughout the week and uh, give them some practice time so they can gel better. Um, I really do believe practice is when teams really gel and get to know each other a little bit better. So, And that's, that's for me, is one of the goals of the program, so the kids learn how to be able to deal with each other in a positive way. It's a social skill to have to work on a team. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, y'all know TP, right? Y'all know TP. Yeah, come on. Run that TP one time. TP, TP, TP. Uh, my name is Keishon Moss, and I'm from Los Angeles, California. You know, I grew up in Belize, though. Came back out here when I was three, so. So you played sports before you were here, huh? Mm-hmm. I played from Manual Arts High School and Washington High School, so, you know, I played sports since I was three years old. I, I know, I've been playing sports for a long time, so. I just know the fundamentals and I know how to play sports. That's what I do. You think that sports helped you stay away from maybe getting into a situation where you might have been here, you know, earlier in your life? Definitely, most definitely. Like, man, ever since, you know, I kind of slowed down on sports, it's like I kind of went the wrong route, you know. But when I was playing sports, you know, I'm never in trouble. So I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm happy that this is here, you know. I'm glad they came here. I'm glad they do this every week, so. I just give them props for everything they're doing, you know, because this is really what I needed to get my mind off of me being locked up, me being on, in the cage all day. So this field, just being on this grass right here, is like, man, it's like the world to us right now. That's interesting because, you know, when you're out there being a leader and calling, like, the plays and everything, you're really, that's, when I look at it, I think that's what a, what a grown-up does, that's what a man does, not what a little kid does. But you're saying something else, you feel something else inside. Yeah, I feel like... Instead of me being destructive and stuff like that, you know, it brings in my, you know, my memories of when I was little. I was playing with my team, you know, we was all having fun, laughing, and so we doing this feel here. We come here, we, we come here, sit. We might even after the game sit here and talk up with the, with Rob or Chris, you know, do be the marker or something and laugh up a joke, like we were just at a high school football game, just really just sitting here laughing up a joke. 
And then when it comes in the dorm, it's like, man, that was really fun today. You know, a lot of these kids are gang affiliated, so that's pretty big. A lot of that, a lot of why they're here has, has to do a lot of that and stuff that they've done. But I'm, I'm always one to believe that, you know, at the end of the day, sports is a great equalizer. It's just like I've always felt like arts and poetry is a great equalizer. Um, and they can do it, you know. You, if you give them structure and you give them something that they really respect and admire, they can do it. I mean, as you can see, they're doing it now. The game is about to begin. Hey, he's burning sage. Indeed. Why is he burning sage? Uh, because it's very cleansing. It gets rid of all the bad energy, all the negative energy, and we get to start fresh. Rob slowly walks the perimeter of the field, burning sage, while the players get their jerseys on and go over their plays together. In order to keep the program going, it takes four main things, basically. Passion, which Rob has loads of. Good communications, which a friend of his is in charge of. Buy-in from the probation officers, which is totally essential and we'll hear about in a minute. And a business plan, which Rob's collaborator, Chris Roberts, who runs the Freedom Assembly, assists with. Everybody ready? Yes, sir. Welcome to the 2012 AFFL playoffs, the Atlas Five, Atlas Bowl Five tournament. This is our first time doing a tournament. We usually have these days separated, but today, because of events that have happened before, we're all going to do it in one day. Winner moves on in this tournament. This is our Alpha Division Championship. It is between the Colorado Broncos and the regular season division champion, Las Vegas Chiefs. And with that, Rob launches the championship toss-up. Broncos, are you ready? Chiefs, are you ready? 2012's AFFL playoffs. Broncos! With the score tied right now, Broncos 14, Chiefs 14. Chiefs with the opportunity to take the lead right now to almost close out this first half. They're going for two. To make it 16-14. Pinkney with the snap. He fakes the toss. He's got two receivers on the right side. Nothing doing. He's got somebody cutting from right to left, but he stumbles. Pinkney standing, looking for somebody, anybody. He's got Torres, the touchdown man, and he almost makes the grab. But he had two defenders on him, number 97 and 15 for the Broncos. They were able to knock it away. Broncos getting ready to take it. What do you do in your civilian life, James? <laughs> I'm a voice actor. Oh, yeah? So I do cartoons and video games. What kind of video games have you done? All sorts of games. The ones where, where people get beat up and killed in the street, and I say things that I would never let my kids hear me say. You go, ah! Yeah. Yeah. F you and your mom and do this. and that. Yeah. They're pretty, uh, pretty aggressive, these games. But uh, I try to bring a, uh, a bit of humanity to them. And then the final ingredient in this mix is the cooperation of the probation officers here at the camp. Oh, my name is Tim Holcomb, and we're at Camp Afferball up in Laverne. What do you do here? I'm a deputy probation officer. And what are you doing uh, here in the field? I'm uh, observing a playoff flag football game. Can you tell me a little bit about the camp, how long it's been here, and how many uh, how many juveniles are here? Oh, the camp has been here for about 
40 years, and there's approximately about 100 miners here at the time. And have you seen something about this football league that you see is intriguing to you with this with the young men here? Well, I've I've done it before, so it's not new to me. Um, we used to travel around to all the different camps years ago, so we had an intramural sports program that went from camp to camp. So we've always we've had sports programs in the past that were good in my opinion uh, then we lost them so we kind of just have our own intramural sports programs amongst ourselves um, but it's it's definitely a positive you know it has a lot of uh, traits teamwork and getting along together and things that uh, they need to to guide them throughout their lives so I'm, I'm a strong proponent of athletic uh, activities so yeah we've had them in the past where did they go why were they um, eliminated from the previous years I don't know I'm not. I'm not in the hierarchy to make that decision. It so. just went away. Right, just went away. But so we do it here, like uh, on our on a personal basis. Like we have our weekend recreational activities, and sometimes we'll go over and play camp page and some sports activities if we have a team that's you know good enough that we think can compete. So we do it amongst ourselves in this facility because we have two camps that exist right here. But for the reason of the you know dismantling it from years ago, I I don't have the answers for that. Years ago. The juvenile detention camps here had sports programs that were funded by the county. They don't anymore. And for now, this camp has a small, dedicated group of mentors and a flag football team with a commissioner who is focused on making sure the boys have some discipline and productive distraction and dignity from the day-to-day of juvenile detention. Oh, really? Read this for me. I honor and respect my teammates, my opponents, and myself with the commitment and understanding that 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 under what's that word? Affirmative. Affirmative athletes. Are athletics. Athletics. Mm-hmm. I am bonded with with many under the values of constantly striving, mm-hmm. striving for excellence and greatness, embracing challenges and obstacles through. Competition? Yes, very good. Competition, thinking, and re- reasoning, achieving, and, succe- and succeeding, showing humility. Humility. Humility and sportsmanship with the common goal of putting your best foot forward, no matter the situation or circumstance. Or circumstance. Circumstance, very showing good. and proving with heart, soul, and passion. That each and very represents themselves as a champion. Very good. At the end of the season, neither the Chiefs nor the Broncos won the intramural flag football championship. The title went to the Rams. And at the end of the day, the belief and reiteration of the purpose of this whole endeavor is what matters most to Rob Thelusma, to his team of volunteers and most of all to the students who are part of this program. This is what it is. This is what it's going to be. You are listening to Here in the City on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 FM in San Diego, and 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake, an archive 
and a podcast of our shows is at Here in the City. That's H E A R in the City dot org. And at KPFK dot org, you can like us on Facebook if you like. And visit us at our website, Here in the City dot org. And follow us on Twitter. If you had the need and the time to do so, you could jump on a Metrolink train heading from the foothills next to Camp Afflerbaugh and connect to Union Station to grab the red line to the blue line to get to Watts, California. That is exactly what here in the city's newest correspondent, Alvaro Parra, did while I was up at Affirmative Athletics. Alvaro hosts Good Life on Claremont Station, KSBC. He took the train to Watts to bring us into another space of attraction and inspiration for at-risk youth in Los Angeles. I got on the blue line at 7th and Metro in downtown LA to take this journey down to Watts. It was the first time I'd taken the blue line and it was a fascinating experience to see the layout of the city of LA to go from underground to above ground and to be able to see all the different neighborhoods. And what was actually most fascinating is that you can get from downtown LA to Watts in less than 20 minutes. I go down the escalators and I'm on Avalon Boulevard. I'm passing by people's homes, people watering their lawns. There's liquor stores, there's churches, there's lots of fast food joints. And finally, I turn right and walk down to Lock Tech High School. I'm here to find out about a nascent DJ program in which kids here are learning to produce music and learn the art of DJing. It's not that bad. Just remember that somebody out there got it worse than you. Okay, hi. Um, as you know, I'm Sheila Lewis. I am the director over the Inner Circle Youth Program. Can you give us a brief history of uh, the connection between Inner Circle Youth and the WLCAC? Um, and what what is the WLCAC? WLCAC is the Watts Labor Community Action Committee, and it was birthed back in 1965 by our founder, Ted Watkins. And he had a vision he had a, a vision for community service. Um, it was created uh, in partnership with the labor union in which he was a member of and started this organization. And um, over the years, it just has grown as far as really being a pillar in the community of Watts and the surrounding cities as well. We provide um, enrichment classes that consist of art enrichment. Uh, we have um, airbrushing. We have silk screening. We have uh, ceramics, glass blowing. We have basketball for recreational soccer, recreational embroidery. We provide DJing classes. I am Brian Morales also known as DJ B-Side. I am the DJ slash music production teacher here at the ICY program for the WLCAC, and I am 29 years old. This is, I, I think this kind of program is, it's perfect here in Watts. It's 
because of, I guess, the hardships that these kids go through, um, you know, either with family life or just, you know, walking outside their door, you know, it's hard for these kids to stay out of trouble because usually it finds them when they're not even, they're not even looking for trouble. It, it just, it, uh, it comes to them. So, um, being that we're in Watts, it's, it's perfect for them, especially, I get a lot of kids that have amazing talent here and it's it's so raw and it's 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 fun for me to work with them especially because um sometimes they don't even know they don't really have that encouragement or so it's a good thing something in me wanna lie to your face or something makes me wanna pull you by your waist i never knew that i would fall this hard Wake up every morning catching myself, thank God. You know what's going on? I'm Rosalind Carter, a.k.a. Jossie, the lyricist of the group Jolly. I'm 19 years old and I'm from Watts, Cali. Yo, what's up? This is Rob Salazar. I'm 18 years old and I go by the name of Gali. I'm from Watts, California, and I'm a producer for the group Jolly. It, it wasn't until I reached high school that I, I, I wanted to be on a more producer level, but I didn't want to be in, in just a band. I wanted to be in the works. I wanted to be in the process of it all. I wanted to actually make something from the ground up with somebody that I, I loved as a friend and as a brother. I was raised actually by my grandparents and it was a humbling experience because she has a lot of records. And if it hadn't been for her, I wouldn't have started in church and singing in church and after church, messing around on the pianos and drums and everything and, and, and learning and teaching myself and listening to her old records of gospel and moving on to blues and then discovering jazz on my own. And then finally, I didn't hit hip hop early. I, I've known of groups, but then that's when Brian stepped in and taught me about those legends I now see as gods and wondering why aren't these people heard when they were heard when I wasn't listening. So yeah, that. That's where Brian stepped in. In my house, it's more like, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. So it was one of those, everybody wants to rap. So, you know, it's, it's one in a million. What do you have that's so special? It's important to have a program like this, especially in a community like this, because this is a community that hasn't had anything ever since minorities got here. It's, it's a community that once we see something far away that we like, it's impossible to get. So a lot of us have this illusion that we're gonna be stuck here forever, and a lot of us do. A lot of us don't make it out of high school. We're lucky to graduate from high school even though we've had so many horrible teachers, horrible times at home, horrible times in the community that really set us back. Um, but a lot of people don't make it out. And it's amazing to have a program like this because it gets students' minds off of whatever's going on at home. It gets students' minds um, away from trouble, away from any mayhem that they might cause or, or might be capable of. It gets them to do something productive, get that energy and will that they have to do something outside, to do something amazing inside and do something that will probably change the world, probably change the, the world around them or the way they see the world. For us, I think it really changed the way we saw the world. 
it really changed up. It made us more humble in, in, in the way we act and the way we meet people and in the way that we, we choose to work with people. So having a program like this can definitely be amazing for, for students. It gives them a chance to grow in an area that doesn't let them grow. So I think that's what's awesome about ICY. My name is Carlos Aguilar, and I am 18 years old. I'm from the city of Los Angeles, and I go by the name of DJ Nas. I started out as wanting to be a DJ. I had no idea about this program until I mentioned that I wanted to be a DJ to a couple of my friends, and they told me that the ICY, the Inner Circle Youth, has a DJ program right there you know, where you can learn to DJ. And there I met DJ B-Side, you know, Brian. And right there, you know, he taught me a lot of stuff. I just went every day. Brian is an excellent teacher. Uh, if it wasn't for him, I don't think I would have never gotten this far at all, really, because the, the equipment itself looks very complicated by just looking at all the buttons and all the knobs. You would think like it's just music and two tracks. Why do you need all these buttons, you know, but really they all have like a little specific thing they do. I guess our main goal is just to give the kids an opportunity to um, use state-of-the-art industry standard equipment and uh, give, give these students a chance to express themselves on a musical level, uh, whether it's rapping or DJing or beat making. You know, I, I really want to show these kids the real deal of how to make beats uh, either through analog equipment or, or digital equipment. I kind of take a step back a lot, you know what I mean? I want to see what, what they've been exposed to, you know, I want to see where their level's at, if they have any musical experience or not, you know, whatever their interests are, I try to uh, build on that for them. You know, if they're an aspiring rapper, you know, I, I like to show movies and things of that sort to kind of give the history on whatever they're trying to learn, you know. So if it's hip-hop, then, you know, I'll show them the history of hip-hop. If it's electro, I'll show them a movie about the history of electro. Um, just so they, you know, they know the past, so they're in, so they're conscious in the in the present, and they can have a better future. I don't want to know what it feels like to be able to turn the lights off on what we've done. We've been here for eight years, providing services um, to the students, the community members, and um, we've had students who were not college bound, and when they left our programs they went to college. So I, I, you know, it's it's very important that we continue to find funding. Um, as you may know, this is our last year for grant funding. We applied this last round and we weren't awarded. So we have one more opportunity and hopefully we get that. If we don't get that grant, we'll have to turn the lights off on our programming. And um, I just would hate to have that happen. 
Seeing these kids um, come together, working on projects together, working on their own individual skill set, really makes me see South LA in a different way. To see that these kids know their history and are deeply influenced by great artists who have come from this community of the past and to see that kids are mixing techno and merengue in, all of, in, in, in a musical kind of way was a, also a very enlightening experience. My name is Alvaro Parra, aka DJ Alvaro El Barbaro in What's Up, California, reporting for Here and the City. We'll have photos and links on our website here in the city. That's H-E-A-R in the city.org. Peace.